Our country is in serious trouble. This show is designed for people who are open-minded. This show is for people who are realistic. This show is for people who generally just want better in their life. Um, There's going to be some profanity or a lot of profanity. Uh, There may be some ranting. And there may be some things that I say that uh, you wholeheartedly agree with. And there's will be things that I say that uh, may absolutely disagree with. But uh, in this show, I'll, I'll read news articles and give my opinion on it or, or current events and, and also give my opinion on it. So if this show sounds like something you'd be interested in and in listening to or if you have friends that might uh, like what I say or maybe that you hear something that I say that... Uh, uh, you can relate to a friend, and uh, please recommend my show. Just, uh, you know, word of mouth is, is, is good enough, and that's, that's all I'd ask. So, with that being said, uh, here's what we have on today's show. So, on today's show, I kind of just actually wasn't going to go over any news articles. I just kind of wanted to uh, talk. Talk about what? Talk about me. Give you guys an introduction to who I am kind of where I come from and and uh, just let you know a little bit more about me and who you're listening to. So uh, I guess I'll start off saying that I'm a Marine, husband, father, father of five and one on the way. So uh, but my back my background I grew up poor. Grew up very, very poor, actually, um, on the east side of San Jose. I actually lived in a barn, um, and I'm not kidding. I lived in a barn, and didn't have any insulation. I had two pairs of pants that I had to cycle through. <laughs> so those were my school clothes, plus my play clothes, plus my Sunday bests. I grew up on a ranch. Obviously, that's where the barn comes from. Uh, my dad was very hard on us. Um, used to wake us up at 4.30 in the morning um, to cook breakfast. Oh, it, and if we didn't wake up on time after he told us, he'd throw cold water on us. That is not a fairy tale. Um, get up, make breakfast, bacon, eggs, and potatoes every morning. Then we'd have to walk up a few miles up to the nearest bus stop. And, uh, you know, this was during any weather. There were snakes on the road during close to the summertime. And there was wild dogs, wild cats, neighbors' dogs that were, that were, uh, that would come after us. So, uh, we also carried rifles, which nowadays, you know, that's, that's unheard of. Carried rifles. My, my pop showed us gun safety. 
um, constantly. His gun safety was, if I see you ever point that at, at each other, I'm kicking both of your asses. So you, it didn't matter if you got shot. If you were the one getting shot, your ass was getting kicked too <laughs> for letting, letting them shoot you. Uh, started working at uh, age 15 to help my parents pay the bills. In that case, you know, I got a job. Um, my sister also had a job. And we we would work and basically give my mom our we we transfer our, our checks over to her and she would give us twenty bucks for the week whatever we needed at school, and she used the rest to pay for groceries things like that. Um, I didn't like being poor. I didn't like the situation I was in. So at the age of seventeen, I basically made my mom sign me up for the Marines. Uh, she was totally against it, hated it. Um, but that's something I wanted to do. I, I knew that the opportunity for me to leave and get out of poverty, that was my opportunity is to go to the military, go to be the, and not just any military branch, the best fucking, the best, the best fucking branch in the world, United States Marines. So, um, you know, I just didn't want to be poor anymore. I didn't want to live how we were living. Uh, so boot camp pretty much was a breeze, you know, we, we knew gun safety already. We were already hiking up hills cause we lived on a ranch, uh, just trying to get to school. Uh, my dad was very, very strict on us. Um, you know, yelling, spanking, punching, kicking, all of that, you know, I hate to put it out there, pops, RIP, um, but it's true. And, uh, you know, I think, I think boot camp was a breeze for me. Uh, then went to the Marines, um, got deployed three months after I, <laughs> three months, a I got deployed three months after I graduated boot camp, uh, it, off to Kuwait. So imagine that. So I did four years there in the infantry, caught a PTSD, depression, anxiety, you know, well, one thing <laughs> that uh that I did that was very hard for me was to get help for those things that was probably the hardest thing hardest thing for a, a marine to do right somebody that's been told to suck it up their entire life not only as a marine but my dad that was his thing you know boys don't cry suck it up what are you crying for I'll give you a reason to cry um you know but uh you know, I got help, and like I said, that was the hardest thing I ever had to do. And I know there's many, many of you out there that probably struggle with the same things. And uh, it's it's very tough. It's very tough. But I put in the hard work. I put in the hard work to, to get it done. And, uh, you know, you get through therapy and maybe some pills here and there, and then you get off of those, and you, they kind of give you the tools to help you live your life somewhat what society would see as normal, right? Um, you know, I, I did put in that hard work, but I also, <laughs> I hate the term hard work. You know, it's such a general term. You know, if you look at what hard, what's included in hard work for me, it's discipline, faith and execution. So the first part, you know, discipline, you need to have discipline to do the things that you don't really want to do. You have to, 
you have to force yourself. You have to make a plan. You have to make a plan and you have to have to have the discipline to stick to it. Um, then there's also faith. You have to have faith and believe that that you have the discipline to make your life better. You have to have the faith, the faith, excuse me, that you'll get through what you're going through. And then the last thing uh, that that's defined in my uh, in hard work, my definition of hard work is execution. So you have to execute the discipline plus the faith to help you improve your situation, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, you know, and, and people could say, Hey Matt, you don't, you don't know my situation. You don't know me. You don't know my life. And, and that may be true. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't you, I don't know you, but, uh, I've been through it all and I've seen it all. I've been through it all and I've seen it all like many, many people before me. And that's pretty much one reason for starting this podcast. So that's that's just a little bit about me. Um, I will share so many more amazing stories and funny stories and sad stories um, in future episodes. But this is only my second episode. So um, let's cover some news. I just wanted to cover uh, a few stories here. Maybe just one, though. Kind of gave a little long intro to that. Um, well, I live in California, so this kind of affects me and my kids. Um, it affects my kids because I take them to fast food restaurants. I shouldn't. It's poison. Poison to the earth. <laughs> but the kids love it. So, this story comes from Mashed.com. Um and the, it's titled Everything You Need to Know About California's Fast Food Wage Bill. So in case you don't know, um, in California, the minimum wage is fifteen fifty, I think. And what happens is you got a bunch of hardworking little kids and they're making fifteen fifty, and they want to make more, which is understandable. If the measure is approved by Governor Gavin Newsom, California's hundreds of thousands of fast food food workers would be represented by a group of 10 people composed of two state officials and both workers and employee employers delegates the council would negotiate wages working conditions and benefits for fast food workers employed by chains with a hundred or more u.s locations so you have to be a a pretty big franchise in order to abide by this bill which is which is good there's there's tons of mcdonald's and wendy's and burger king's and in the state of California. So, but you know, the smaller ones are they're kind of going to pay the price. They're still they can still pay that 1550. Um and it goes on. Uh this includes companies like McDonald's which owns and operates some stores but allows franchise franchisees to run the rest. Reports the New York Times. Uh Service Employees International Union President Mary Kay Henry called the legislation a huge step forward for workers in California and all across the country. Uh, in part, it could raise many employees' pay. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, that That's definitely true, but guess if you really think McDonald's and Burger King and other giants like that are going to, um, they'll pay it. They'll, they'll raise they'll raise it to $22 an hour. However, they're going to start cutting people off. Because even right now, a lot of things are automated. 
right? So you need a computer to take the, the orders now. There's not many people that are actually working behind the cash registers these days. You might need somebody to cook it. And even then, the companies are going to look they're going to look at cutting costs. So, yeah, they'll get that. And guess who's going to foot the bill? The people that are trying to eat, that are trying to eat the fast food, which, you know, in my opinion, it may be good in a sense, you know, quit eating that nasty poison. I don't eat fast food. So for me, it doesn't really matter, you know, but I'd like to support some of these kids. I know some of these kids, this is a living wage for them. This is something, and I call them kids. They, they could be older than that. You know, they could be having families, but, you know, it could, I know for what I get paid right now at my job, it's, it's, it's a little, it's enough. It's enough, but I can't imagine being minimum wage um, and trying to raise a family. I know that's not the job that you should be seeking, you know, and I, I hear people say it all the time. Well, that's not a, that shouldn't be a permanent job. That shouldn't be, you know, your 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 lifestyle that shouldn't be the, the place that you chose to work well there's a lot of people they have no other choice but to work at fast food so i believe that this will help people now i think they should bring this down closer towards um people that have uh, a company excuse me small businesses they should bring it down to them because there's 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 people that work super hard in small communities like the one that I live in. They work super hard at the at the local restaurants here, and I know that they're getting they're getting paid minimum wage. So I don't think this is fair in a sense. I think it's a start, and um, I'm looking forward to that. But I'm not also I'm also not looking forward to uh, paying sixteen dollars for a double cheeseburger for my for my daughters or my sons. Um, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. So let me know what you think. I'll 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 uh, put my email in at the end of the at the end of the uh, the show, and you can email me your questions, comments. Um, yeah, and moving on. So this this next story is for my uh, for my Second Amendment brothers and sisters out there, because I'm one of them. Uh, but this is from the Insider. Um, and the, it's titled in a win for gun control advocates visa mastercard and american express plan to start separately categorizing sales at gun stores um, the purpose of this they say this the decision is a win for gun control advocates who say it'll help track gun sales okay it'll help track legitimate gun sales um so the story says visa mastercard and america express will separately categorize purchases at gun shops in a win for gun control advocates who say the decision will help alert law enforcement to potentially illegal firearm sales um that's i think that statement right there is completely incorrect right now there's so many background checks fees you have to pay in order for everything to be categorized as legal um it's not going to help the little 200 dollars sales of guns on the street it's not going to help you know the 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 stolen guns somebody breaks in your house and you have five or six guns and they're not locked in a safe um 
yeah, the, it's not going to track those. This is this is tracking law-abiding citizens who are trying to go the right route when purchasing a, a, a handgun or a firearm. Um, story goes on. Uh, uh, according to the Associated Press, the payment processors announced the change on Saturday after the International Organization for Standardization, a Geneva-based nonprofit, approved the creation of a merchant code for retail gun uh code for retail gun retailers excuse me until friday store gun store sales did not have a unique code and were considered general merchandising according to a spokeswoman well that's nice and all but when you do a background check all of this stuff goes on your record it goes on the record your name <laughs> all of those things are tracked so now they're tracking that you're buying a buying a, a firearm it it doesn't make sense. I understand that they're trying to do their part in this gun gun control fight. Um, I'm pro Second Amendment. If you didn't know, um, so I, I I don't believe making it harder for law-abiding citizens to own firearms versus you know people out on the street that can just buy them illegally. And and I'll tell you, it's easy to get them illegally. Okay. Um, I know of, uh, without, <laughs> without implicating myself, I know it's possible to get firearms, no problem, cash. So without any background checks, I, I know not in any gun stores, not any legal establishment, all of those things require background checks. So if I was really a criminal, I could just go do that, but I don't, I choose to do it the right way yet. They make it harder every day with with more and more strict gun control strict gun control which has never really made sense to me like you know we're putting laws on 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 gun control or on guns on purchasing weapons and doing background checks and like i said all that does is is make it harder for the law-abiding citizens who are trying to protect themselves they're trying to protect themselves these aren't people that are just purchasing weapons and then going out and, and killing massive amounts of people it's not it's not um you know there are people that get every day there are there are people that get illegal illegal weapons and and they kill people it it happens it's it's a fact of life but to say you're going to put more stricter laws on how you obtain a pistol or a firearm or or a rifle it, it's absurd it's absurd I mean, murder's illegal, right? But people still do it. People still find a way to, to murder other people. And that kind of segues into my next story. Um, it's, a, it's a sad, sad story here. This happened in the Bay Area where, where I'm from. And the story uh, is titled, The suspect who allegedly beheaded his ex-girlfriend on the street has been arrested. <sighs> wow. Where, where have, how far have we come? This is, this is horrible. Um, story reads, the suspect who allegedly beheaded his ex-girlfriend on a street in California has been arrested, police say. Uh, Jose Rafael Solano Landayeta, 33, was arrested on homicide charges after he allegedly killed his ex-girlfriend, Karina Castro, 27, tw 27 young young kid both of them 33 I'm, you know i'm in my 40s so 
both of these are, are, are kids to me. Outside her apartment around 11.50 a.m. Thursday during a domestic dispute in the Bay Area city of San Carlos. Um, according to the sheriff's office, witnesses flagged down uh, police during the attack, but when officers arrived, Castro was already dead. Um, local media outlets reported that the weapon was a sword, but authorities just only described it as a stabbing incident. So it was a sword. It was a sword. And and kind of brings me back to the whole gun control point, right? If somebody wants to kill somebody, it doesn't have to be a gun. It doesn't have to be. In this case, it's a damn sword. So what you need to kill someone, regardless of the weapon, is hate in your heart and, and content for that person and the, and the evilness to do that to somebody. It's not a weapon. It's, it's not a gun, excuse me. Like, Cain killed Abel with the rock. Okay? If somebody wants to harm another person, they will find any means to do it. And in this case, it was a sword. Um, moving on, uh, Castro is a mother of two children, one of who uh, was with the, with the gentleman, and it's their one-year-old daughter. After the attack, Landetta uh, fled on foot two blocks away, but later returned to the crime scene unarmed, sheriff's, sheriff's, sheriff's said. Uh, he was taken into custody and booked into jail where he remains without bail. Well, fucking good. This motherfucker should never see the light of day. He just caused pain and sadness in in many people's lives, right? She was a daughter. That was somebody's daughter. She was a mother, you know. Um, reading on in here, you know, she had two children, one with him, which was age one, and the other one was seven. Seven years old, and you took their mother away because of whatever dispute you had. And uh, this really makes me sad because I have kids. I have I have a lot of kids. <laughs> and uh, I can't believe that somebody would have their evilness, the evilness in their heart to do this to, to a mother, right? Regardless of what the person did. Um. This is a, a truly sad story. But if anything can be learned from this, it's not about the weapon that they use. It's about the hit, the hate they have in their heart. The hate they have in their heart. And and this can happen to anybody. Th this isn't a, a, an uncommon story. There was a woman when I was living in San Jose in the Bay Area. And uh, she had been stabbed in the stomach in front of a CVS downtown where I lived so and with the sword so like these stories and you know, about people killing uh with guns and mass shootings which I will have on I, I'll give more uh, I'll expand on that on future episodes but you know the the whole thing is like I said it's it's not it's not the weapon that they use it's it's their mindset and what they're willing to do to another person so that's that's it for the stories that I have today. Um, so I'm going to end the show right now. Um, if you have any questions and you'd like to email me, 
you know, any questions, comments about the show, um, if you'd like to come on for an interview, if you're an inter interesting person, I'd like to have you on. Um, and we can talk because I think that's one thing we've gotten away from in this life, in this day and age, is we rely on social media to do our talking and texting for us and, and showing our emotions. But, you know, if you disagree with me on some things, I'd love to have you on and we could talk about things because that's how we're going to get better as a people, as a country, as a society, is we need to talk to each other. We can't just, that's why, that's one of the reasons why I created this podcast is, you know, arguing with people on Facebook over political matters or something, you know, if I make a certain comment about I don't like something and then I become a racist or a bigot or, but that, 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 that'll come on other shows. We, other other episodes we'll talk about those things and we'll get we'll we'll deep dive we'll take a deep dive into it but um if you'd like to come on uh please email me um at not matt 408 at gmail.com that's n-o-t-m-a-t-t 408 at gmail.com uh i appreciate you guys listening this long if you like the show uh, don't forget to subscribe and share the show with a friend thank you